get that FM on. Yes, thank you. Good. All right. All right, we are back up and running. We are back on the air. Crick engineering team of Josh and Rames. <laughs> Rames, not Ray. Josh Rames. Thank you, Josh. Uh, see, my stream my three. Ops. Look it out. So, we're reading from Course in Miracles, and we will resume. Section 2. Revelation, Time, and Miracles. <clears throat> Excuse me while I get situated in my chair. Um, for those, oh yeah, so uh, welcome Facebook, YouTube, um, and welcome AM 970 radio listeners. The power went out here at Gallows Bay. And then we had to, uh, power came back after a while, and Josh had to restart everything. So now, we are back on the air. Um, section 2, Revelation, Time, and Miracles. Revelation induces complete but temporary suspension of doubt and fear. Revelation induces complete, revelation induces complete but temporary suspension of doubt and fear. It reflects the original form of communication between God and his creations, involving the extremely personal sense of creation sometimes sought in physical relationships. Physical closeness cannot achieve it. Miracles, however, are genuinely interpersonal and result in true closeness to others. Revelation unites you directly with God. Miracles unite you directly with your brother. Neither emanates from consciousness, but both are experienced there. Consciousness is the state that induces action, though it does not inspire it. You are free to believe what you choose, and what you do attests to what you believe. Revelation is intensely personal and cannot be meaningfully translated. I have zero listeners on Facebook. They don't know I'm back yet. Hello. Um, What is bump bump? Ah, oh, maybe all my listeners don't have power. All right. Um, Revelation is intensely personal and cannot be meaningfully translated. That is why any attempt to describe it in words is impossible. Revelation induces only experience. Miracles, on the other hand, induce action. They are more useful now because of their interpersonal nature. In this phase of learning, working miracles is important because freedom from fear cannot be thrust upon you. Revelation is literally unspeakable because it is an experience of unspeakable love. 
awe should be reserved for revelation, to which it is perfectly and correctly applicable. It is not appropriate for miracles, because the state of awe is worshipful, implying that one of a lesser order stands before his creator. You are a perfect creation and should experience awe only in the presence of the creator of perfection. The miracle is therefore a sign of love among equals. Equals should not be in awe of one another because awe implies inequality. It is therefore an inappropriate reaction to me. An elder brother is entitled to respect for his greater experience and obedience for his greater wisdom. He is also entitled to love because he is a brother and to devotion if he is devoted. It is only my devotion that entitles me to yours. There is nothing about me that you cannot attain. I have nothing that does not come from God. The difference between us now is that I have nothing else. This leaves me in a state which is only potential in you. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Does not mean that I am in any way separate or different from you except in time, and time does not really exist. The statement is more meaningful in terms of a vertical rather than a horizontal axis. You stand below me, and I stand below God. In the process of rising up, I am higher, because without me, the distance between God and man would be too great for you to encompass. I bridge the distance as an elder brother to you on the one hand, and as the son of God on the other. My devotion to my brothers has placed me in charge of the sonship, which I render complete because I share it. This may appear to contradict the statement, I and my father are one, but there are two parts to the statement in recognition that the father is greater. Revelations are indirectly inspired by me because I am close to the Holy Spirit and alert to the revelation readiness of my brothers. I can thus bring down to them more than they can draw down to themselves. The Holy Spirit mediates higher to lower communication, keeping the direct channel from God to you open for revelation. Revelation is not reciprocal. It proceeds from God to you, but not from you to God. The miracle minimizes the need for time. In the longitudinal or horizontal plane, the recognition of the equality of the members of the sonship appears to involve almost endless time. However, the miracle entails a sudden shift from horizontal to vertical perception. This introduces an interval from which the giver and receiver both emerge farther along in time than they would otherwise have been. The miracle thus has the unique property of abolishing time to the extent that it re renders the interval of time it spans unnecessary.
there is no relationship between the time a miracle takes and the time it The miracle substitutes for learning that might have taken thousands of years. It does so by the underlying recognition of perfect equality of giver and receiver on which the miracle rests. The miracle shortens time by collapsing it, thus eliminating certain intervals within it. It does this, however, within the larger temporal sequence. Section 3, Atonement and Miracles. I am in charge of the process of atonement, which I undertook to begin. When you offer a miracle to any of my brothers, you do it to yourself and me. The reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. My part in the atonement is the canceling out of all errors that you could not otherwise correct. When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. As you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. Listen to my voice, learn to undo error, and act to correct it. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability, because conviction comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential, the achievement is, is its expression, and the atonement, which is the natural profession of the children of God, is the purpose. Heaven and earth shall pass away means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. My word, which is the resurrection and the life, shall not pass away because life is eternal. You are the work of God and his work is holy, lovable, and holy, loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart because this is what he is. The forgiven are the means of the atonement. Being filled with spirit, they forgive in return. Those who are released must join in releasing their brothers, for this is the plan of the atonement. Miracles are the way in which minds that serve the Holy Spirit unite with me for the salvation or release of all of God's creations. I am the only one who can perform miracles indiscriminately because I am the atonement. You have a role in the atonement which I will dictate to you. Ask me which miracles you should perform. This spares you needless effort because you will be acting under direct communication. The impersonal nature of the miracle is an essential ingredient because it enables me to direct its application, and under my guidance, miracles lead to the highly personal experience of revelation. A guide does not control, but he does direct, leaving it up to you to follow. Lead us not into temptation means recognize your errors 
and choose to ab abandon them by following my guidance. Error cannot really threaten truth, which can always withstand it. Only the error is actually vulnerable. You are free to establish your kingdom where you see fit. But the right choice is inevitable if you remember this. Spirit is in a state of grace forever. Your reality is only spirit. Therefore, you are in a state of grace forever. Atonement undoes all errors in this respect and thus uproots the source of fear. Whenever you experience God's reassurances as threat, it is always because you are defending misplaced or misdirected loyalty. When you project this to others, you imprison them, but only to the extent to which you reinforce errors they have already made. This makes them vulnerable to the distortions of others, since their own perception of themselves is distorted. The miracle worker can only bless them, and this undoes their distortions and frees them from prison. You respond to what you perceive, and as you perceive, so shall you behave. The golden rule asks you to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This means that the perception of both must be accurate. The golden rule is the rule for appropriate behavior. You cannot behave appropriately unless you perceive correctly. Since you and your neighbor are equal members of one family, as you perceive both, so you will do to both. You should look out from the perception of your own holiness to the holiness of others. Miracles arise from a mind that is ready for them. By being united, this mind goes out to everyone, even without the awareness of the miracle worker himself. The impersonal nature of miracles is because the atonement itself is one, uniting all creations with their creator. As an expression of what you truly are, the miracle places the mind in a state of grace. The mind then naturally welcomes the host within and the stranger without. When you bring in the stranger, he becomes your brother. That the miracle may have effects on your brothers that you may not recognize is not your concern. The miracle will always bless you. Miracles you are not asked to perform have not lost their value. They are still expressions of your own state of grace. But the action aspect of the miracle should be controlled by me because of my complete awareness of the whole plan. The impersonal nature of miracle mindedness ensures your grace but only i am in a position to know where they can be bestowed miracles are selective only in the sense that they are directed towards those who can use them for themselves since this makes it inevitable that they will extend them to others a strong chain of atonement is welded. 
However, this selectivity takes no account of the magnitude of the miracle itself because the concept of size exists on a plane that is itself unreal. Since the miracle aims at restoring the awareness of reality, it would not be useful if it were bound by laws that govern the error it aims to correct. Section 4, The Escape from Darkness. The escape from darkness involves two stages. First, the recognition that darkness cannot hide. This step usually entails fear. Second, the recognition that there is nothing you want to hide, even if you could. This step brings escape from fear. When you have become willing to hide nothing, you will not only be willing to enter into communion, but will also understand peace and joy. Holiness can never be really hidden in darkness, but you can deceive yourself about it. This deception makes you fearful because you realize in your heart it is a deception, and you exert enormous efforts to establish its reality. The miracle sets reality where it belongs. Reality belongs only to spirit and the miracle acknowledges only truth. It thus dispels illusions about yourself and puts you in communion with yourself and God. The miracle joins in the atonement by placing the mind in the service of the Holy Spirit. This establishes the proper function of the mind and corrects its errors, which are merely lacks of love. Your mind can be possessed by illusions, but spirit is eternally free. If a mind perceives without love, it perceives an empty shell and is unaware of the spirit within. But the atonement restores spirit to its proper place. The mind that serves spirit is invulnerable. And I think we will end it there for today. Um, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't let you know, tell you also, um, in addition to the nine-month program, don't forget I do a Sunday 7.30 sitting on Zoom every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Atlantic. Uh, currently, that's 6.30 New York time and so you're welcome to join us for this sunday sitting at 7 30 uh, atlantic time every sunday so this sunday day after tomorrow so you can um, um go to sacred breath vi for facebook ray bratcher facebook sacred breath 108 at gmail Text me at 2201614 or leave a message or I mean I'll answer the phone if I can, but usually I'm with a client or something. Um, anyway, 220-340-220-1614, second breath 108 G at Gmail. Um, I've got a WordPress blog too where I write up all about the um, 
nine month and uh, Sunday sitting. So I get sacred breath, a gateway to freedom or sacred breath freedom. Uh, Google it. It's on WordPress. You'll find it. Um, got a bunch of podcasts as well. I think we're on all of them. Anyway, um, so that's how you can find out about joining our weekly Zoom class or the uh, nine-month program, if you're serious. Only if you are willing to make a commitment to your own healing and personal growth and spiritual growth. Um, thanks for joining me. See you again next Friday, 1230 here on WSTX AM 970, Soul of the Caribbean. I love you all. Get out in nature this weekend. Um, stay healthy. Bye, Facebook. Oh, let me do the theme music. Uh, I'm not doing the exit music because the board looks completely different. There's no, where's the search function? Wait, so we can, ah, wow. I'm just going to play a uh, AM sweeper because we have to periodically announce the uh, station identification kind of a thing. It's actually required. Okay, uh, have a great weekend. See you guys later. WSDX. Ooh, try that again. AM 970 WSDX. Bye, Facebook. Bye, YouTube. Thanks for listening.